Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the show. This is Tom Stevens, and we have got a great one for you tonight. You are not going to want to miss this. We have actual students from an actual high school that are going to give you the inside scoop to all the good, the bad, and the ugly that is high school these days. You know, there's a couple things that haven't ever changed about high school uh, when it comes to peer pressure and stress, but it is at a whole new level today. And so I wanted to take a, an entire show and dedicate it to high school students to let them tell you, parents and other students and younger students, like in middle school, what the real skinny is on making it through high school, surviving high school, being the best you can be, understanding the differences between uh, bullying and peer pressure and competing with grades and trying to make it in the world. And it's going to be a good one. I've got some great guests coming in, and I want you to call in also tonight just to give you a briefing of what this is. This is your therapy hour. I am Tom Stevens, a psychotherapist here in Houston, Texas. been doing this for over 18 years now. I work especially with children and their families, a lot of high school students as well. And one of the neat things about this is I get to share everything I do every day with you through this talk show. So we created a talk show that would focus on everything family, everything parenting, and everything uh, life. And so I want you all to hang in there. If you want to call tonight, I'm going to give you the skinny, the hookup on that. I wanted to bring in, before I get started, my new co-host who's going to be handling the phones behind the scenes. His name is Blaze. Everybody, welcome Blaze. Blaze, good to hear from you. Thank you. Blaze, I want you to tell the people what the phone number is to call in because this is where we want callers and we want people to ask questions or give a comment about high school. Well, if y'all want to talk to me, I want y'all to call 3438-9737. That number again is 3438-9737. Okay, let me say it again because I think it cut out a little bit on me. It's 347 838 9737 and blaze if they want to talk specifically to you or to me they have to hit the number one there you go if they just want to listen y'all you just sit back you dial in the number and you just relax it'll play on your phone pass it on to people but we want to hear from you we want you to call in ask a question if you got it or give a comment to one of these great high school students today blaze Tell me Yo. what you think, because you are a high school senior, correct? Yes, sir. Tell me you what you believe think it. the number, what is the number one pressure in high school these days? Well, Tom, number one pressure for me was basically making straight A's. I mean, the better you do, the more people look up to you. So get good grades and you'll be well, you know what, bet. to be honest with you, that was not something I was always good at, Blaze. So um, is there any Sorry, Tom. You to people? Huh? Well, I'd recommend be yourself, you know. I mean, making friends is hard enough. If you well, then you're all right because the Lord loves you and that's... Okay, and also, I forgot to mention this, Blaze, that they can also get to us on Twitter tonight, right? If they want to oh, send yeah. us a tweet, I've got it set up. Yep, and that is at Tom Stevens LPC on Twitter. Hook us up, y'all. At Tom Stevens LPC. Okay, we've got a big show tonight, Blaze. 
I'm going to let you get to the behind-the-scenes action when people dial in. You let me know when they call, and I'm going to go to our first guest, all right? You got it, Tom. All right, see you soon. Okay, without further ado, I want to get the show started because I have some really cool guests. A couple of girls that are juniors in high school. I'm going to bring them both in, but I'm going to kind of ask them separate questions. They are juniors in high school. They are well accomplished, well achieved, good athletes, cheerleaders. They kind of do everything, you know. And there's only two ways that I could go tonight. One is to bring people in who have all kinds of problems when it comes to high school, or one, the other is bring people in that have all kinds of success. And I decided to go the success route tonight because uh, I just thought it would be more uplifting. I've got Emily Fredrickson, number one, and Elizabeth Gwynn, number two. Ladies, are you all on the air? Yes, sir, and we're sophomores. All right. Why in the world do I keep saying juniors? You know, I, 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 maybe it's because I just think you're older before you're, before you you're there. You're still so old. You do, and you're more so. mature. I mean, people are going <laughs> to know that. They're going to yeah. know how mature you are. Okay, I'm going to start with Emily first. Emily, yes, give, sir. Me your, give me your history on school. Where have you been, public versus private versus homeschool? Let people know where you have gone through your schooling career. Okay. Uh, I started school at a elementary school near my house. It was a public school. I went K through 4th, and then I made the transfer to Cypress Christian. And I went to Cypress Christian for 5th and 6th grade, and then I decided to move back to public school. That lasted for about six weeks in 7th grade. And then I decided that it wasn't for me, and I went back to Cypress Christian, which is where I'm at right now. I've never been homeschooled. So you have never been homeschooled, but you've had a little bit of the others. All right, Elizabeth, what about you? Yes, sir. Um, I went my first semester of kindergarten to public school, so I guess that doesn't really count. And then my family moved to Singapore, so I went to a private school there through second grade. And when we moved back, I started third grade at CCS, and that's where I am now. Goodness. So you have had quite a run here at private school, right? Okay, this brings up my first question to both of you all then. First question, I'm going to throw this out. I'm going to let Elizabeth answer it so that we can go in some kind of order here, okay? Give me, because I want to focus on high school tonight, and there is a difference in the pressure of high school versus middle school and obviously versus elementary. But if we take middle and high school, Elizabeth, what is the biggest difference students can know, because a lot of them are listening, believe it or not, out there, between Mm -hmm. middle school and high school today? I would say probably people put a lot more pressure on you, and there's a lot more responsibility that you have in high school versus middle school. Like in high school, you are responsible for everything about yourself. You're kind of like a mini adult. You know, you take care of yourself, and um, you have to keep track of all of your assignments and everything, and teachers will normally only tell you something once, whereas a middle school teacher will keep reminding you. So I think you have to be more self-sufficient in high school. Okay. If you don't have that by the time you get to high school, are you stuck, or can you learn that? Um, I think you can learn it, but you should probably have those skills before you get out of middle school. Okay. But what if you don't? Well, I mean, you could you could have your parents help you. I mean, my mom is really organized, and I guess if I needed her to, I could ask her to have stuff on her calendar, you know, to kind of help me out. And I think you can always talk to your teachers about getting something set up so that you can know the best ways that you can study and keep yourself organized. So it's the same thing kind of Blaze was talking about. He was talking about making straight A's. You're talking about being organized and being put together. If you are not in high school, is high school kind of like college was when I went? Because I don't remember high school having to be that much together. Well, I can't really say about a college experience because I haven't been through it yet, but I do think that you definitely have to take care of yourself a lot in high school and make sure that you're doing everything you can to be on the ball with everything that you have to juggle. Yeah, takes a lot. Emily. Yes. Biggest difference between middle school and high school, and you can't say being organized. What's the next? 
Okay, this is more on a personal level, but uh, the next biggest next to grades and organization would probably be is that during middle school you start having little crushes and whatnot, but as you get into high school you start really, I don't know, maybe having feelings for people. And so it makes the drama a lot worse than just having little middle school crushes when all your friends talk about boys and then you get into high school where if you like the same guy, girls start calling dibs and it's just bad. So it ups the ante. You know, what I've said about high school, y'all, is that when you get into middle school, you know, it's one thing. You've got basically, what, 11 to 13-year-olds, maybe 14 you know, when you go into high school and you're a 14-year-old and all of a sudden you're around 18-year-olds, it's a totally new ball game, and hormones are all over the place, and peer pressure is all over the place. And y'all even feel that, honestly, in private school too? Uh, yes, sir. We've had a – there's been very slim, but a few uh, couples who are actually like freshmen and seniors. And so, um, yeah, it kind of is weird for the rest of us who aren't in that relationship. <laughs> but uh, I guess it just all really, it depends more on your maturity level. And, mm-hmm. if, like, let's say the 18-year-old isn't as, as isn't as mature as a normal 18-year-old, and they might be mm-hmm. more attracted to a 14-year-old who's their maturity level than a uh, 17-year-old who is more mature than them. Yeah, I okay. feel like there's a difference. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep talking. There's a difference. In, there's a big age gap between freshmen and seniors, and um, you have to be mindful of that, you know, whenever you're getting into a relationship with someone. And it also, maturity is a factor in that. So I agree with what Emily's saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes in high school you learn – through hard knocks, right? I mean, you learn through relationship, you learn through experience. And the problem with private school girls is it is smaller, it's tight-knit, everybody knows everybody's business, and it's harder to hide, I think. That's Um, true. That and the fact that you start having inner dating issues. Like, I mean, when you date someone and you really like them and you all break up, you're not going to want your best friend or your maybe not best friend, but one, someone you consider close to you, to like them. So it's going to be very hard to get over that fact that they might like them because it's the only option, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It's but. kind of hard. You can't do, like, there's generally a rule with girls, like, you don't date your friend's exes, but, like, that's that's hard when you're at such a small school. No kidding. Man, okay, the difference between public school, private school, and homeschool, do you all have a – I mean, you're obviously in private school, but that doesn't mean you think it's always the best for everybody. What is the best – when it comes to high school, because some people say, you know, it's serious business. I have got to do the best I can to be able to get into college, and some people don't. Is private school, since you all go there, you think the best option for high school? Because it has its drawbacks too. Yeah, I don't think it's the best for everyone. I think it depends on the person, and you kind of have to evaluate yourself to see if you want to go to a private school. Like, there's factors like, do I want to go to a place where I only have 600 students in my whole school, or do I want to go somewhere where I have 600 in my grade and stuff like that? And you have to also think about, like, your willingness to work hard because I feel like sometimes private schools push harder then public school, not that public school, not that you don't get a good education, but that I feel like there's a little more pressure academically at private schools also. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Emily. Yes. What is um, the best? What, no, no. I got a new question for you. Oh, new question. <laughs> cool. What is, when it comes to parents, okay, the biggest complaint I get as a therapist <laughs> when I work with people in my office, especially high school students, is my parents don't understand. They don't get it. They keep trying to treat me like they know everything because they've already been to high school, so they've got all this great advice. And the challenge is parents don't understand how to interact, relate, to listen to, to give advice to, maybe not give advice to their teenagers. Is that true or not? Uh, Oh, excuse me. Uh, I feel like that's a 
that's hard to explain because as kids, you automatically have this feeling of your parents are already telling you what to do all the time, and you feel like since you're in that moment at that particular time, you know more and know better than they do. But from personal experience, I think that, honestly, parents probably know better than you do because, yeah, they went through it 20 years ago, but they went through it during much a simpler time. Like, there's so much nitpicky things with our generation. There's all this new technology. And so maybe in those areas, it's better for you to decide things because you know that if you post this, you can't take it off. Or if you do this, it's going to have repercussions, whereas they might know not know as much. But I think in the basic everyday school things, like if a kid says, well, I don't need to study hard now because it's not going to matter, and a parent says, no, trust me, it only gets harder, that's them taking their personal experience and trying to help you, not them trying to control your life. I'm going to be totally honest with you all. This is totally serious. When I went to college, you know, which was, I don't know, 25 years ago, I I did not have to do nearly what you all have to do to get into college. And I'm telling you, I probably would not have gotten into college the way that I did today because I did not work as hard. I did not take it seriously. And to be honest with you, you didn't have to have as many requirements, uh, what do you call it, volunteer service stuff. You have to have such a big resume today to be able to get into college that I think parents keep trying to preach to their children. And you all can be honest on this show because it doesn't mean you're ratting your parents out, but parents tend to, to miss the point that, you know, children today are under way more pressure than they were when we grew up, and we need to, to kind of balance and support them while they grow through it instead of trying to tell them every single thing they need to do to get to college. Anyway, that's my point. Elizabeth, what do you think? Ooh, that's a toughie. I think that parents, they understand what you're going through a lot of the times. A lot of the time, I mean, I'm sorry. But also, like, I feel like sometimes they don't think about that, Kids just have to be kids sometimes. And I know that I'm still a kid, and I want to enjoy my childhood while I have it. I guess I'm, I guess it's still childhood, adolescence, whatever. Um, but I, I feel like sometimes my parents, they can push me a little bit harder than I need to be. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I just need to take a break and just mm-hmm. decompress and be – a kid for 20 That's, minutes. Really? For 20 minutes? Cool. Not even a day. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get back to the real nuts and bolts because I want to, I'm going to keep y'all on. I'm going to get to one other person and then come back to y'all. Here's my thing. I want to get to the reality of high school. When it comes to sex, drugs, rock and roll, like they say, tell me <laughs> honestly how much pressure there is out there when it comes to drugs, sex, drinking, uh, doing crazy stuff. I did a show not long ago on dangerous teenage trends and all the things out there today that kids are doing that are just phenomenally wild and crazy and dangerous. And there is a lot more dangerous and risky behavior today that we had it when I grew up, but it's just new today because of, I think, you know, our generation of the media. What is the pressure when it comes to drinking, drug use, and sex? Not that y'all are doing necessarily, but that that is out there that you hear about. And who's going to talk? You Uh, can if you want, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, come on, y'all. It's kind of hard for me to answer personally because I've never been uh, tempted or tried with any of those things. But you got to hear about it and know it's out there and it's around, and you've been to public school and you. No, I hear about public school parties and all this grinding and drinking, and I don't even know why it sounds enjoyable. But uh, I just, uh, I feel like personally we won't know how hard it is until we get tempted ourselves, and that's all based on who you hang around with. 
So I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, have you heard that uh, people do that? And maybe you know them and maybe you uh, don't really understand what purpose they've done it for. Um, But it's still a fact that if they're not someone that you hang out with normally, then you don't really, you might hear about it, but it doesn't really affect you, which is probably where I'm at on that concept and that question. Mm-hmm. Same so. here. I've never been affected by that stuff because my group of friends just, that's not how we have fun. You know, we don't need drugs and alcohol and all that stuff to have a good time. And some people in high school, they do. They feel like they need to have that to enjoy themselves. Okay, so what do you say to the people out there in high school that are? They're caught up in that. There's a lot of pressure. They're just kind of used to it. I talk to teenagers every day who kind of smoke pot and they do it, and it's it's not that, um, you know, they just they, – it's a part of their life. It's kind of what their group does. They don't see any reason to stop, but maybe they'd like to. I mean, what do you tell people, you know, that's normal? Because if I'm an adult and I'm talking to them and saying, you know, there really are better ways for you to do th- – as a teenager, what can you tell other teenagers that maybe want to get out of the rut of just doing the same old party and drinking, smoking stuff? The first thing they need to do is realize that it's wrong. So if they've realized and they've actually told themselves, hey, this is wrong and I really need to fix this, then they'll start trying to find a way to fix it. I think the first way to start fixing that is to surround yourself with different people. If you okay. – if you want to get out of a situation and all you're doing is keep is that you keep going back to those that same group, they're not going to change. You're the one who wants to change. So that means changing your life and changing who you're associated with to help you get out of that situation. Good comment. Change the people you're around. But you know what? Come on, girls. Honestly. It is really hard in high school to just say, you know what, I'm just going to up and change my group. I'm not going to hang with these people anymore, and I'm going to go try to hang with these other people. I mean, if I'm really being honest, I don't know how possible that is. Oh, no. Yeah, it's easy to say, but I feel like, like, especially at my small school, like, there's literally, like, two groups. There's two or three groups of people, and it would be so hard to uproot from one and go to another because I'm so attached to those people. And I, I mean, like all my classes are with all these people and I eat lunch with them and all this stuff, do stuff after school. Like that would be next to impossible, you know, without moving to schools or anything. I have a little different take on that because I feel like it all depends on who you associate with. So like I tell, like I, think that my entire grade, they're all my, like, not only people I just go to school with, but they're also my friends. So I could go, I feel I could go and sit wherever I wanted to at lunch with people in my grade, and I wouldn't feel awkward. Um, But that's just me personally. Well, yeah, I wouldn't feel awkward, but, like, think about it, though. Like, if, if you just got up and, like, didn't talk to any of our friends ever again, like, that would be weird. <laughs> People would know what's up. I wouldn't up. be able to not talk to you, Lizzie. I love you. Well, of course not. But, I mean, <laughs> you know. But y'all realize you get outside of the bubble of private school, you get outside of the bubble of high school, and you head to college, you're in, your, you're in the real world. I see plenty, plenty, plenty of private school students that go off to college, and, man, watch out because they are going to let her rip once they see what the real world's like. It's not easy, right? No, it's not. I feel like you just have to hold yourself to a higher power, you know? I mean, is it wrong to try all those things? And I don't know. I just, I feel like personally you have to make the decision before you are tempted or want to to try something. You have to make the decision that you're not going to do it. So, like, I've made the decision that I'm not going to drink during high school. Like, I'm not going to drink until I'm legally allowed to drink because that's a personal moral that I'm going to hold myself to. So that makes it just that much easier 
for when I go and someone says, hey, do you want to try some of this? I just say, no, I'm, I've made a promise to myself and I've made a promise to my parents that I'm not going to do any of this. Which, exactly. by the way, is very different. It goes against the grain of you realize you're in the smaller percentage of high school students doing that. You know that. Yes, I know. It's not easy. Okay, look, girls, I'm going to put you all on hold for just a few minutes. Can you all hold on and come back to me in a few? Sure, sir. Okay, stay close. Find out what public school, high school life is like, because I have a feeling it is completely different than private school, and I have got none other than Jacob Kohanek on the line. He is a senior at Jersey Village High School, and he is going to give us the inside scoop on everything public school. Jacob, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Jacob, my senior public school man. T. Chrome, what's up? Tell, tell me this. Does pressure increase or decrease from freshman year to senior year? Does it get easier or does it get harder? Um, it definitely gets harder. In what way? Uh, I guess when you start out as a freshman, I mean, you only know the kids that were from your middle school. And uh, as you go through your school years, you branch out. Uh, you get to know more people, people that are into different things. And, of course, pressure comes with that with all the people you know. So I and guess it is definitely increasing in pressure as you go. And you got pressure coming, I think, in high school from academics, from the social scene and the people, from sports, from yeah. drugs, alcohol, sex, from parents, you know, home life. I mean, you've got pressure coming from all directions, right? Oh, yeah, surrounding it. Okay, so how do you make decent choices? Because some kids, like, bury themselves in sports, don't really care about school. Some people just do school and, and become kind of socially uh, outcast. Some people are just in the social scene and they let every – how do you balance things in high school, Jacob, especially becoming a senior now? Oh, man, it is uh, very hard to balance everything, especially when it comes with schoolwork first because, you know, that's what you're there for, and especially when teachers are piling uh, major grades, daily grades and stuff on top of you. And then you're involved in whatever school activities, and you actually have practice for like an hour and a half or more after school. So you mm -hmm. have to balance all that out. And then on top of that, you know, you have to kind of be relevant at school. You want to be social. You want to be in the knowing so you have to, you know, uh, communicate with that. Um, and then, yeah, all that just piles on top of you and you deal with it and you really do have to balance it out. I guess the good way to balance it out is by, I think Lizzie and Emily said it earlier, uh, your friend group really are the ones that are going to help you. Who you choose, uh, they can either press you to do good things, bad things, and they'll kind of hold you accountable and they're really the people that get you through high school. That's a really good point because I think there is there are very few high school students, Jacob, who actually go through high school making all wonderful choices. I mean, everybody in high school has had to make tough decisions or has had heartbreak or has had failure or has had success and has had stress and has had pressure. You know, it's just that kind of life. But let me ask you this. Social media today, when I grew up, Jacob, <laughs> Long time ago, there was not social media. We had none of it. None. <laughs> none. We didn't have an Internet. We didn't have cell phones. We had none of that. So tell me how much pressure you think social media with texting, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, uh, the Internet, how much has that changed the world for high schoolers, good and bad, really? Uh, it's definitely a distraction. A lot of people see it as uh, – a negative influence, and I kind of have to agree because, you know, it's so much out there. Like, if you're trying to be popular in school, uh, you definitely want to be involved on, on the, all the social sites, you know. If you want people to know you, you're just going to post stuff and you're going to uh, try to be liked by others and all that. Um, and it's definitely easy to communicate. Like, honestly, if you went on Twitter or anything, uh, you can talk to your friends way faster about schoolwork if you needed help or if you just like the coffee and you don't feel like doing the work. Or even uh, 
if you were uh, curious just to see what's happening on the weekend, you can get on Twitter. You can find all kinds of things on that. Facebook, kids get on it in class, ignore their schoolwork, procrastinate. Uh, it's definitely a big distraction. And so should anything be, I mean, is, is it is it something that makes high school life better or worse, do you think, honestly? Um, I really don't see how it could make it worse unless just, like, you're on it way too much or if you're a victim of, like, uh, I guess I should say cyberbullying or something. But, I mean, there's tons of drama on there. You can always find drama on Twitter and Facebook. Um, It definitely adds up like a – it definitely adds a communication circle. Like when you're not at school, you can still talk to all the people you'd see at school. So, I mean, anything could be said and anybody could see it. Right. That's one thing I've tried to tell teenagers when I see them is they don't realize, like, I mean, I can't imagine – honestly, the trouble I would have gotten into in high school with social media, Jacob. But teenagers don't realize that, I think, that what you do put out there actually can stay for years, if not ever, where somebody can find it. And high schoolers trying to get into college, I've even heard, have had trouble getting into college because, of, or getting jobs, you know, because of some of the stuff that's out there. Yeah, they definitely check everything you're associated with. I've heard about the college thing before. I know they check your some some colleges. I guess the the big colleges. Uh, they I guess check what kind what you're involved with, what you're posting, like what your interests mm-hmm. are and your likes. I know they go through that. Yeah, I right. mean, like I said, anything you put on there, everybody can see, or you can control it. But anyways, people see it, and whatever you post them, they're just gonna judge you by it, either good or bad, your friends or not. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this, Jacob, because I already got the private school view. Tell me public school. I mean, they mentioned it, 600 students in an entire school, and here you have probably 800-plus in one grade. What is the huge – like kids in middle school, Jacob, who are coming up, what is – what's the lesson you can give them about high school? Because, man, it is unreal how huge these high schools are today. Oh, they have no idea. Uh, public school, I guess, is a whole other step from private school. Like you said, the size jumps. I have 800 kids in my class. Um, and what, was, what was the question, Mr. Tom? Just the public school, what you can advise middle schoolers about it, getting ready for high school because they're coming next year, year after, to be ready. Uh, I would say... Grades come first. Grades aren't a joke when it's high school. For sure, have your school mindset. You can't procrastinate. I know you will, but you can't. Um, and then, like I said, you got to – the key, if you really don't want to be pressured and stuff, you just have to do you, and you have to find a group of people that are comfortable, you know, just being themselves and not giving in the pressures when it's hard. Because there's pressures everywhere. I mean, it's not like you're not going to find things to be offered to you. Like you asked uh, the girls earlier when it comes to sex, drugs, rock and roll parties and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely not hard to come across. But you should be ready for it and uh, surround yourself with good people. There you go. Jacob, can you hold on while I take a couple calls? And if I can get back to you, we'll do it. No problem. All right, hold on, Jacob. I'm going to go to a couple of other people right now. First, I want to get to my good friend, Mary Lehman. She is the one who has created my website. You can go to TomStevens.us. She has revamped it, made it beautiful, has all kinds of neat little features on it, tells you about what we do here. And she does way more than doing websites. But if you need a website, you're a small business or a big business, and you want somebody to make yourself look good, to advertise you, and to put you out there, Mary can do it. She's also a mother of three, and I'm sure that Mary has some kind of question about the topic of high school, even though her kids aren't anywhere near it. Mary, you there? I am, Tom. How are you? Good to hear from you. I'm good. Do you have any questions? Tell me about high school, like the difference you think it is today versus when you went. Well, I'm very glad that there wasn't social media when I was in high school. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am. The pagers were like as cool as we got. So there you go. <laughs> no, so I do you think it's harder doing. for kids? I mean, is it tougher today than it was back then? You know, I just think it's different. I mean, because when we were going through high school, it was it was harder than when our kid when our parents went through it. I mean, it's just different, and it just it's. Like the guy said before, um, you know, you just have to be yourself and you have to surround yourself with good people and, you know, you can make good choices and make it easier for you to go through or, you know, you can not make good choices and make it harder. So it's just, it really is, I just think it's different. I don't I don't think it's fair to say it's harder. Yeah. Anything you want to ask these young ladies or gentlemen tonight? Well, my question is, and this is like old old lady mom question, but what what do you think is like fair or, or what they think is fair for a curfew as far as like weekday versus weekend? Because I remember my curfew was like 9 o'clock during the weekends and probably midnight on the – or 9 o'clock during the weekdays and midnight on the weekends. I have no idea what it is now. And sometimes I keep my babysitters out a little later. <laughs> I wonder if I'm breaking their own curfew. <laughs> All right, then let me ask that. Emily, Elizabeth, are you there? Yes. Yes. Tell me, curfew, what's fair and what's not? Curfew. Well, how well, I don't drive yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> curfew that's fair. Let's pretend you're driving. What's a fair curfew for a junior or a senior in high school? Um, I would say on weekdays, probably 10 o'clock-ish. That's what I was thinking. So, like, you can go out, you can go with your friends, y'all can go see a movie, do other things, as long as you're back by 10 on a weekday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Although you have to add in homework and whatnot. What about weekend? Midnight, one, I don't know. I thought there was a city ordinance now where there was an actual court, uh, or not court, but uh, curfew mandated around here. There's not? I thought there was. Um, no, anyway. I mean, there's like one in Fairfield that if you're out and walking around past two, I think it is, the police will come pick you up and they'll have to take you back to your house. Okay, so there's, there's like a restriction on driving past, I think, midnight. Well, let me ask you all this because here is my standard. I tell parents of seniors, and some of them don't like it, but this is my standard. I say that there should not be a curfew on seniors at all, that um, they should be given the chance to show responsibility and come home at a decent hour. And if if they're not home at a decent hour, that they have a reason for it and they're able to, to kind of handle themselves because in a year they're going to be away at college doing their own thing. Now, that curfew can get taken away, or should say non-curfew, if they're doing something that's totally out of line. But I don't think seniors should have a curfew. What do y'all think? I, I agree, agree with, with you, and I feel like my parents would probably agree also because they are. They that seems like something that would be in their thought process because they trust me. <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah. Yes. What about you? That was Emily, right? No, that was no, Elizabeth. Oh, I got y'all all mixed up. <laughs> Emily, go. Uh, I was just gonna say that I think it. Yes, it depends. Like if they're a senior, they are almost an adult, and it depends. But like if if someone, let's say you, their parents know that they've made bad decisions decisions mm-hmm. in the past, then they might have stricter curfews or rules for them based on what they've done, even though they're going to be gone in a year. Mm -hmm. I agree. It depends on the kid. All right. Well, let me go back here and let me see if Mary thinks that, like, was an acceptable thing. Because, Mary, do you think about my senior no curfew thing? No, I, I think I think it believe I think it totally depends on the kid and the parents' relationship with the kid too. I think I love it. I mean, I, that would be awesome if it was. You know, you were able to do that with all seniors, but you know, really depending on the kid and what they were like in their junior year and their summer before senior year would be 
depending on um, where that goes. But you're right. I mean, they're going to be off in college. Some of them are. Um, some of them are going to be at home, maybe a junior college or something, where they have to have stricter rules. So it so depends on the kid and the relationship yeah. with the parent because if the parent trusts the kid, then that's going to be a different um, curfew and different rules than if they don't trust them. So that's right. why kids have to be good their entire lives so they can have <laughs> less restrictions when they get older. <laughs> oh, if they were only good, Mary, we both know that is not the case, and probably no, both of us know. have stories to tell of our own lives that we nope. just Mm-mm. are very fortunate that, that social media was not there when we were there. Yeah, no Mary, kidding. tell everybody. I want them to go to my website at TomStevens.us. your amazing work. You've done phenomenal. Tell them how to get in touch with you if they want a website, if they want to know social media, if they have a business or for themselves. Let them have it. Thank you. Yes, we are um, we're at golocaladvertising.com, and we have a contact us button that has our information there and uh, also on Facebook, and um, we have a little link at the bottom of your, of your website too. So I appreciate you getting these kids on and, and talking and letting us old people listen to what's going on in their brains. Um, I just appreciate what you're doing. I love it. Mary, thanks so much for being on the show. Sure. Thanks for having me. Go look for advertising. You can start my website. Done a phenomenal job, and I love it. I'm going to go to one more caller here who's got a question about, um, I think it's social media. Mary, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. Let's hear who you want to ask. you want to ask it of the girls or the guy? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Both, and I'd we'll like to hear, hear your answer, too. Tell it's me. a universal question. How much monitoring do you feel is okay to do with teenagers, especially in the social media? In the social media, especially with texting, emails, Facebook, Twitter. How much do they feel it's okay to monitor them? And how much do you feel should they should be monitored? Good question. Jacob, tell me what you think. Social media monitoring, I know You've been monitored at some point. Every teenager has. Should parents just leave it alone? Should they check it? What? That's a hard one. Um, <laughs> that, that comes from a guy. I, that, I don't know where to start. I was waiting for you to ask me the other curfew question. I was ready. I was waiting on that one. Okay. Well, tell me real uh, quick. What's your curfew situation? Uh, I well, my curfew is twelve. I'm fine with that. Sometimes okay. try to get home by that, but you gotta. Uh, gotta gotta do that. But I liked your rule. I used to tell my mom about that. I should try it out maybe one weekend. <laughs> so the tell break is on, baby. Okay, right, tell me about social media. Social media, man. Every kid has one, and some kids put some stupid stuff on there, and some just talk to their friends. Uh, to the extent you should monitor it, um, I don't know if like you should have their password and everything it's like you kind of should but you kind of shouldn't if you if you don't go as far to you know have their information to get on and check everybody they talk to i'd say the thing that i'd be comfortable with is if my mom uh had an account not had an account she wouldn't have one of those but had access just to look at my activity because some kids will be like you know my messages with that person were private and this and that and they are and it's a friend uh, but, I mean, they should have some degree to check it out and, you know, just make sure what your, kid, what your kiddo's up to when you're not around, I guess. That's a pretty good point. In other words, what Jacob's saying is it'd probably be foolish of a parent to just say, ah, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. All right, girls, real quick, tell me what you think. Emily, go first. Social um, media monitoring. I think that it really, again, depends on the kid. If there's something that maybe has happened recently, like maybe they're a straight-A student and all of a sudden their grades are dropping and they're not talking to you, then definitely you should go and check out some things and maybe do some searching of your own. Uh, All around, it really depends on how much you trust your kid and I think a lot of parents take into account what they did at that age. So it might make a parent more protective or more uh, laid back on that situation. 
Mm-hmm. Personally, I have no idea whether or not my parents monitor my stuff. So I go the route of if I wouldn't want them to see it, then I'm not going to put it on there in anything. All right. Good point. Elizabeth. Yeah, that's basically my motto for posting things on Twitter and stuff. Like if I if I look at something I'm about to tweet and I even have a second thought about it, I just don't put it on there because it's not worth the damage that can come from that and the repercussions that can be brought to you because of bad things that you post. Um, as far as monitoring goes, both of my parents follow me on Twitter, and I'm perfectly okay with that because everything that I put on there is appropriate for them to see because I'm not putting anything I wouldn't want them to see on there. And uh, we we haven't talked about, like, text messages and stuff, and, like, my parents have never told me if they've looked through my texts or not. I don't think they have. But mm-hmm. if they wanted to, all they would have to do is ask for my phone because, you know, like, I don't think they should go behind your back and look through your stuff. But if they wanted to, they could. Yeah, but, hey, I know teenagers who, you know, parents ask for their phone and they're like, no way you're not getting my phone. And they keep their phone with them all the time, never get it. How about that? Well, I don't know. Um, that's probably not <laughs> yeah, the way you do. that I would. That's probably, well, that's, that means they've got something to hide. Is that around it? Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know people who do have things to hide, and they just delete all their messages. You can still see I mean, them. I have a friend who could delete her text messages, with, and she wouldn't even have to look at her phone. She just knew the buttons to push to delete all her messages. <laughs> So she could do it, like, if she held her phone, like, in her pocket of, like, say she was wearing, like, a hooded jacket and it had a pocket, like, she could hold her phone in her pocket and her mom could ask for her phone and she could delete all her messages without looking. That's awesome, Elizabeth. What was her name again? Oh, just kidding. Don't say that. Oh, all no, right, I would let's never go to one more. Okay, I want to go to Chris real quick. Chris, you there? Yes, sir. Talk to me. What's your question or comment? Uh... I didn't know what we were talking about at first, but since we're talking about social media, uh, I yes, guess we can talk about that. We're talking about whatever you want high school, man. It is high school living. Uh, in our school or in general? Well, tell me in general. What you what you thought? Well, in general, hmm, gosh, tough question. Uh, in general, I think that uh, people should uh, have expectations for this themselves and that parents should, like, or in other schools, some parents should, like, up the expectations for kids because uh, I think that people have, like, much more potential than they think they do and that they could accomplish much more if they had the right push from their uh, Oh. What a good comment. I've got to go to the people on that, Jacob, for sure. Are we underachievers, Jacob? Do we get in a situation where kids just kind of do the minimum in high school to get by because, you know what, it's not that big a deal, and they just do what's easy? Jacob? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The minimum, the minimum. That? Yeah. See, are you a minimum guy? No, I'm not. I uh, had my senior conference. And I think I'm doing better than recommended. There you go. That, but that is the truth, right? Students tend to just kind of, you know, just do what they need to do to get by. You know, like uh, I don't need to study till you know, test until Wednesday, so I can, or wait and study for exams or entrance exams until the last minute instead of doing it ahead of time. Yes, yes, definitely, and that's terrible. That's procrastination and sometimes that's my downfall not the minimum part but the procrastination part so jacob your last comment to the people in the crowd about your advice having to do with high school it could be to a parent out there who's got a high school student and they need to lay off or do something more or it could be to high school people in general what's your advice about high school uh i'll hit both of them uh parents high school is very demanding uh, and there's other things pulling at us. There's no excuse, but uh, just be considerate sometimes. I guess it's just as uh, demanding as work is on a daily basis. 
accept different parts as in physical and mental stuff. And uh, so just hanging there with your kid, it's a hard process to have them go along with it, and you don't know what's going on if they're not communicating or anything. Uh, communication is good, though. And to the students, to the students, um, find people that like you for you, uh, that you you know, some of your closest friends that you can always get along with. Uh, do your work. Uh, that's a typical answer. Get your good grades and be involved in high school and get ready because it goes by really fast. So have a blast because those are your memories. What great comments. Jacob, you are the best. Thanks for being on. I got a little bit of a crowd of All right. Jacob Kohanek, everybody, a senior at Jersey Village High School. He really said two great things. One was with parents to be able to do more communication, which I would advise anybody to do. And second was to get involved. You high school students need to do that. Get involved with what you're doing. Elizabeth, are you there? Elizabeth, are you there? Sorry, I had it on mute. I'm here now. Okay, Elizabeth, tell me this. What's your advice to high school students out there that might be struggling or middle school students that don't know what's coming next year when high school hits? What should they be prepared for or what should they do now to change their life? Oh, well, there's lots of responsibility in high school, but you have to just enjoy it and the time that you're there. Because, I mean, you only have four years, and some people just want to get out of there as soon as possible. And, I mean, I agree with them. I kind of don't want to be stuck in high school forever. But also you have to make the most of the time that you have there and really get involved with everything. And it's good to find your niche in middle school so that you can develop it more in high school. Like if you start if you start playing a sport in high school, you're probably not going to get your skill up to the level that it needs to be if you want to play varsity at that thing. So I would say try to find what you're good at in middle school, and then you can hone it in high school. And that kind of ties into what Jacob was saying about getting involved. Find something to be a part of. And a lot of kids come into high school, it's overwhelming. They don't fit in. They don't feel like they, you know, have anything to latch on to and, and end up kind of lost a little bit. So it is good to get involved and find something to do, especially in middle school. Emily, what about you? Um, the biggest advice I would have is that, you have to make goals for yourself. You're not going to, like, if you don't have your own morals and your own goals to go through high school, then you're not going to achieve greater than that. So you really have to, and this isn't a parent thing, this isn't a friend thing, it is you by yourself deciding what you want your four years to look like. If you want to be the smartest in your class and you want to do be valedictorian or whatnot, then you have to set goals that you're going to have to either meet or exceed during those four years. Okay, so, so Emily, if you don't have that set, and a lot of high school students don't, who do they go to? because they don't want to go to their parents sometimes. Let's just take the general public out there that's listening. Who do they go to to be able to find these goals and get them set? If you have a reliable friend, it might not be your best friend. Um, it might just be someone that you've always been close to but never really had that super connection with, someone who you know is very reliable and will hold you accountable. Uh, it could also be someone who's in your family but not – that involves, like, I mean, like an aunt or an uncle that you're really close to. They don't even have to live here. But y'all could talk on the phone, and they can just keep you set on where you need to be and where you need to go. Excellent. Here's my final question to y'all. We have a few minutes left. When it comes to relationships, girls, is it better to have a long-term committed relationship in high school Better to be open and, and, you know, safely, nicely dating different people, just, you know, having good, fun relationships, or better to have no relationship at all in high school? Who's first? Um, I personally think that it's better to just be open and date here and there because dating 
isn't always where you're going to find, or high school isn't where you're going to find who you're going to marry. You might. You might be one of those lucky people who marry their high school sweetheart and you're just madly in love. But most of the time, it's just a place where you can find out what you want in a husband, what you want in someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Not a place where you're searching for someone who maybe kind of meets the mold that you have in your mind. I would agree. I think it also, like, you can't make a a cookie-cutter answer for every high school person. You know, like, I know this couple that have been dating through three years of high school, and they're both, I think they're both seniors now. And that, I mean, it depends on the two people, you know. Like, if you feel like like you want to continue the relationship, like if you start dating someone and you feel like you don't want to break up with them, then sure, you can have a committed relationship in high school, but also you can have the attitude of just being open to dating whoever, you know, being giving a shot to whoever is going to ask you out on a date. You know, I feel like there's different sides that you can take for every person, you know, and it just depends on the two people, really. All right. You know, I don't even need to go to Jacob on this one. Knowing Jacob the way I do, he's going to say date around, have several (laughs) different relationships. I just won't even go there. Y'all, ladies, (laughs) you have been the best. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, it It has been phenomenal. Lots of people being able to hear it. Emily Fredrickson. You're the best. A sophomore, can I say that? Elizabeth Gwynn, a sophomore. Jacob Kohanek, a senior. Y'all are the best. You keep up the good work that you're doing. Keep your eye on the goals, right? Emily, Elizabeth, keep going. Stay involved. You're doing great stuff. And most importantly, um, go out there and make some difference in the world, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. That is my two guests at the top of the show tonight. Emily Fredrickson, Elizabeth Gwynn, it's been a great show. Y'all, a phenomenal show. I'm going to go back and see if I can get Blaze on the air, if he's still here. Blaze, you there? Oh, you better believe it, Tom. Blaze, great show. Thanks for hooking up those callers and doing all the -the behind-the-scenes work for me. A pleasure. Now, tell me, one thing we didn't cover at the top of the show was some of the shows that are coming up, uh, the topics that are coming up. Do you have those with you? Oh, I sure do. Upcoming this November and December, we got bullying. Is it still going on, and is anything being done about it? Also, how to survive oh, the holidays. Oh, Blaze. Just stop right there because that is – in fact, I'm going to do that one next week. We're going to put bullying in next week because, Blaze, it is happening, correct? Oh, yeah, it sure is. All right. Okay, go on with that. That's shame. And we also got how to survive the holidays. Fathers, how important are they? Children in grief, how to help them with death and loss. Also, What's more important for children, self-esteem or grades? Coming up. Blaze, you are the best. Tell them one more time the the website to go to, the Blog Talk Radio website. What you'll want you to go to is at www.tomstevens.us. And then to get to the oh. Blog Talk show, you go to blogtalkradio.com, right? You better believe it, blogtalkradio.com. And that Alrighty. is it, bro. Okay. It was a pleasure. Great show. Thanks for being on tonight. We look forward to seeing you next Monday. Hopefully you can be back again. Oh, I can't Alrighty. wait. Monday All night, right. 8.30 p.m. We're going to talk about bullying next week. That is Blaze Fontenot, my awesome co-host, and I appreciate everybody for listening, for calling in, and tune in next week, Monday night. At 8.30 p.m. when we talk about bullying, it is here, it is live, and it's all over the place. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week.